Hey, Charlene. Cat. Guess what? Um, this weedy weedy I am doing. Tell me. Sober. Like a hundred percent. So, as a matter of fact, I have been sober um, since January. But and it's February now. I know. But I've made this. So this is what our weedy weedy is about: is our sobriety check internally. So I am doing my job up here in Santa Fe. Um, and I'm doing like a dry session. I am not drinking at all while I'm up here. And um, you did a sobriety check, right? Part of January. Oh, I did. I didn't do the whole dry. So dry January is a thing where people do the entire month of January without consuming alcohol because, uh, I mean, in retrospect, probably the holidays, which I start from Halloween on through New Year's <laughs> just become a drunken fest and your liver needs some time to recharge um, so I did some version of that so yes we decided we should talk about sobriety so uh, one of the things that I why I wanted to talk about sobriety as part of our weedy weedy is when we did our December um, episodio uh, we were talking about how to cope with, uh, with our family or with the holidays and my answer was, well, I drink in moderation. And I really had to think about that. Like, really, that is my coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. That is my coping mechanism. And, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, that just got me to think. But also, for, for my day job, I wanted to make sure that I don't have any hangovers, that I don't get, you know, um, drink to any excess. I don't have any, like, I am clear and in a place where I can do my job 100% focused. And so it was a very deliberate thing for me to do in my job in Santa Fe to do a dry session. So session ends yeah. technically on the 20th. I come back so home. So sobriety. Right. Um, I come <laughs> back home the 21st and, you know, I'll pr I probably will have some wine when I get home because it's, this is just very intense doing session is very intense, right? Um, there's a lot of issues that you are passionate passionate about that you're doing. Um, and I think, well, you're, you're, I don't know, I would say that we're doing dry, we did dry, you did dry, I'm doing dry um, for different reasons, maybe? Sure. So how was doing dry for you? So the reason um, that I decided to do a dry period, and it was 21 days, I have a friend um, who every year does this religiously based fast called the Daniel Fast. And part of the Daniel Fast is to go alcohol free for 21 days. And there are different versions. You can do a 10 day, you can do whatever. But we did the 21 day. Um, so in addition to no alcohol, it was no caffeine, no meat, yeah. no dairy, um, no white flour, no white rice. So it's no, basically yeah. a miracle that I'm alive to be doing this podcast today because I eat all those things on a regular basis and drink coffee every single day and tea and all the things. So uh, it was a lot of giving up um, for me. After, and again, I will say, the holidays got gluttonous real bad. So I thought, you know, this is just a good time to reset to start off um, with a new, 
frame of mind, and so I'm going to try it. And I really didn't think I was going to make it to the 21 days, but I'm also very cerca, and so, you know. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Just, totally. Just sh- out of sheer spite for, I don't know, I guess Daniel, whoever the fuck this dude is, I <laughs> I made it through. Um, and it helped that my that my husband did it with me, so that also helped. But um, I learned so much about myself and my vices, like so much. Your Miami vices? Oh, yeah. Before Miami we talk about your vices, vices, because you are terca, did, were you, did you have the mindset of like who would break first, you or your husband? Oh, no. He, his, he will win a challenge like that any day against me, for sure. I'm the one who will give in. Oh, damn. I thought you were oh, just yeah. more stubborn than him. Oh. No. No. Not not with food. <laughs> <laughs> with some things. But with, like, sugar, food, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, it was also no sugar. So, like, no honey, no agave, no added sweeteners of any kind. Just straight up licking celery and no <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> that was it. Very wow. Sad. Yeah. No. So I could have possibly done the Daniel minus the caffeine. Like there's I just thought no, that too. I, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of things that I can give, I can possibly give up in my mm-hmm. life, but, and I had to give up for a stomach reason a couple of years ago, caffeine. Oh, that's right. I had H. pylori, right? And I was just having some stomach problems and I couldn't drink caffeine and that was just the most fucking worst of my life. Worst. Mm-hmm. That was worse than giving up cigarettes when I smoked. That was worse than any time that I've have ever had to go sober or have gone sober, you know, by choice, like by my choice. That was the worst giving up coffee. So tell me, what what is it that you learned about your vices? Oh my God, so many things. Well, and I feel like this is an important time to give a disclaimer that I am not sober um, <laughs> right now. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. Oh, I'm throwing myself under the bus. I feel like that's an important disclaimer for people. And when we were going to record a January Weedy Weedy, we were going to both do it sober because we were in that mode. Um, but then my 21 days ended and I was like, ha ha, you're on your own. Uh, so, Bitch. Yeah, that didn't, <laughs> didn't happen. Um, so things I learned about my vices. So many. Number one, my husband's metabolism is so much faster than mine. And I've always thought this, but it was just completely evident. Day one, like hour four of no coffee, he's like, my head hurts. I feel like shit. He was like a zombie. And I was like, what is wrong with you, bruh? Like, get it together, dude. We're not going to make it 21 days if you cannot do hour four. Like, for (laughs) real. We just got up. And then... The next day, I was like, oh, my God, why am I alive? Someone <laughs> ram my head into a screwdriver, please, oh because this is bullshit. And it lasted for three days. So for three days, I felt like death. It was bad. My head, I just had this dull headache. I just generally felt foggy and not good. Um, just kind of tired and ugh, it was bad. And I wanted, and it's cold, right? I mean, it's winter in, I mean, in southern New Mexico, as winter as winter gets in southern New Mexico. I was, I, I, I drink coffee all day long in the winter. 
I realized this because every time I would go to drink coffee and I couldn't, I was like, oh, let's put a fucking tally mark on the wall of the days <laughs> and hours that I have not had coffee. Because it's like you were in prison in solitary it, day one. Yes, that's exactly what it was. It was terrible. Um, but by week two, oh my God, I really did feel good. I felt clear-headed. I felt um, just... I was going to bed early, partially because I didn't have wine to distract me. So I was like, there's nothing to do. I'm just going to go to sleep, go to sleep, wake up early, work out. Like, it was all good. Things were happening. Um, And there were some days that I still woke up like, ah, my jaw hurts from clenching my jaw at night or, you know, different things that I kind of thought, okay, so it's not all alcohol-induced. There are some things that are happening with me that are just part of life. But being able to separate those things out was very interesting for me. Oh, I'm just totally fascinated by this. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, when, after day 21, did you go back to the regularity oh, of what you... Full-blown anarchy. Day 22. <laughs> <laughs> but, so are no. you kind of drinking back to like back to whatever you're a glass of once a week or whatever are you back to that or are you like ah, eh, you know what I don't need it I'm good the alcohol or the coffee yes I, all the things definitely drinking coffee every single day and I will say the first cup of coffee I had after the fast I had like heart racing like my eyes were bulging reaction which I had not felt probably since college because I'm just that's my go-to like I detox overnight and then I retox in the morning (laughs) and it's just my cycle and I didn't even realize it was a cycle until I broke it and then when I had coffee again for the first time holy crap I could tell that I was having caffeine which I haven't noticed that in years it was crazy um the alcohol I definitely noticed when I would, oh, I I should have a glass of wine right now. Um, Happened a lot. And I'm definitely back on the the alcohol. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm abstaining in any way, shape, or form from either of those two things. My food habits definitely changed more than my beverage habits. Well, you you have the the Daniel, um, the Daniel fast. I have the legislative session fast. <laughs> yeah. So what are you noticing? Because it's super stressful, and uh, you know, stress can equal let's go have a drink. So what I've noticed, um, I don't go out socially as much. Mm-hmm. So um, huge. If if this were <clears throat> if this were a regular work function and people after at, after like quote unquote your day at work so and session can end as early as four o'clock in the afternoon or it can run as late as nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. so after your day is done and, and they're like hey let's so for instance after the basketball game today Senate versus representatives um, some of the folks were saying hey let's go to I don't even remember where it was I didn't want to go because I knew I'd be in the situation where I would socially want to drink. Right. 
And so for me, it's just easier to be like, okay, let's just go at home. But the flip side is that it means I'm not as social because other people are going out and being social and that's what they do, which is fine. I'm, I'm not casting any right. aspersions on them, but I, then that just means that I'm not as social. I'm going back to the Airbnb and I'm watching TV. And that's the other thing is like they have TV here. And so I'm actually watching TV. Like Family Feud is a thing that I've... Oh, with I've, commercials? With commercials, which by the fucking way, I hate commercials. <laughs> I hate commercials. I want to throw the chair at the TV all the time because they have so many commercials. But so that's the, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that I'm just not as social because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm more focused. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big thing for me is that I'm just more focused on, just in general, more focused on the work that I'm doing, more focused on getting it done, more focused on just having a game plan, all of the things. Um, and the other reason that I did it that I, I know for sure that gets me into trouble is I suffer from migraines. And mm-hmm. so um, sometimes if I do too much alcohol, I'll have a migraine the next day. And I can't do that during this time frame. I cannot have that happen at all because that makes me lose a whole day. And if I lose a whole day, then I don't get to do my job. And that sucks. And so. have you had a migraine? Since then? Hold, I'm Since knocking wood sober. right now. Um, I have had, I've felt one coming on. Um, mm-hmm. Here's here's some TMI for our weedy weedy. Uh, I sometimes get my migraines that coincide with my cycle. So I felt one coming on. I took the meds and, you know, I'm, I'm okay. So. Wow. Yes, but dear it wasn't. Dear listeners. Huh? I know, <laughs> dear listeners. <laughs> Mom, sorry. Now you know all the things. I got thee. That's but. very impressive. That uh, no, it, well, and this is the silly thing. So I've been thinking about this in the last um, couple weeks or so. Is that I can admit to saying that in that second week, once I probably had detoxed a little bit, I felt good. Like my body felt good. I felt focused. I felt I was sleeping well. Which is very interesting because I have convinced myself that, oh, a, a glass of wine will help me go to sleep. I was sleeping so well. And, like, going to bed early, partially because of the social thing, like you said. Like, I'm not going to go out and be having happy hour and be going to drinks with people and go to dinner that lasts until 11 o'clock at night before a work day because I can't drink. So I'm, that doesn't seem appealing to me anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely felt that aspect. Um, but... I, I felt that, and I knew that, but then the 21 days ended, and I was like, fuck that feeling focused and good <laughs> shit. I'm back to doing the same old crap. Like, why would I do that to myself? It makes no sense. Why? Why? You know, the, this whole, like, being... Um, so the Daniel fast, the legislative dry fast... Um, I know. I'm going to go all religious on you. Give me three, mm-hmm. two, one. So it reminds me of Lent. Like you oh, give yeah. up for Lent. And right. although the purpose for Lent is different, you are sacrificing in a different way for a different reason. But that's what it reminds me of is like mm-hmm. the sacrifice to get yourself back to ground zero or whatever that you're doing. Um, of course, also when you're, when you're doing Lent and you give up like soda, 
come Easter, you have three liters oh, yeah. waiting for oh, yeah. you or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. If you gave up chocolate, you've got pounds of chocolate for waiting sure. for you. Um, so that's kind of the way that I feel. It's going to be day 20, uh, you know, February 22nd. I'm going to be like waking <laughs> up with a bottle in my hand. <laughs> what? What had happened? I know. What? Where am I? Oh. <gasps> no, it's true. And, and it does. It really makes me wonder, why do we do this to ourselves? Like, why are we so... Because uh, I, and, and here's another thing, I also would not call my, I, I would call myself a moderate drinker, I would not call myself an alcoholic by any means, um, and that does run in my family, in my very close family, and so there are times when I'm thinking, you know, there's been a lot of social events, I've been drinking a lot right around the holidays, for example, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I start to think, uh, am I going, am I slipping down that slope, is this, you know, I'll start, dear Google, how do you know if you're an alcoholic? Like that kind of shit. Uh, and then they're like, the CDC says, I'm like, fuck the CDC. They don't know. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely recognizing I'm a moderate drinker on the norm. And am I okay with that? Uh, definitely something I'm pondering way more now that I've had this little break. Um, and when do I when is that my go-to like we talked about before you know i'm stressed i'm tired i had a bad day i had a busy day i had a fill in the blank day and then it starts to be it's every day or whatever um so i'm definitely more cognizant of it right now for sure so and i absolutely would do the fast again oh i was just gonna percent. ask you are you gonna oh, try this the daniel are you sorry you're gonna go the entire january or are you gonna do 21 days or what um I, and actually, my husband and I talked about maybe doing it sporadically, like throwing it in in the middle of the year, too, and just doing it um, every now and again to just reset, reset. And, and remind ourselves. It, it makes you much more conscious of what you're putting in your body. And I definitely could sympathize, empathize, whatever, with people that are vegan or might have some severe food allergies or whatever when you're out at a restaurant or you're out at a place trying to figure out what to eat when what you kind have of all celery? the restrictions we like which celery do I lick today <laughs> that was like a big thing what accoutrement could I have with my celery yeah. today but I'm gonna so this I don't know this is probably personal very personal getting deep with the listeners here but um, have so this might be the first podcast that we've recorded where you are not drinking. And not to say that we're, like, shit-faced every time we record, but you're sipping on a beer, you might be sipping on some Prosecco, whatever it is. Does this feel different for you, like, recording? And, and it's weird because we're apart, too. This is also the first time we've done a, a remote kind of thing, but what is that feeling like? Um, not going to lie, I feel funnier. when, Like, I feel looser and funnier <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm not sober. I feel like, you know, it really does limit your inhibitions. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I say a lot more things that are probably, in my brain anyway, funnier. <laughs> so oh, okay. I feel like I'm less funny right now and I'm more serious. And that could also, but to be fair though, that could also be work, right? Because the, the work that I do is, the work that we do, That's to heavy. be fair, yeah, um, can be super serious at times. Like I have to stand up in a committee and say X, Y, and Z in a very serious way. Um, mm -hmm. And and so I don't know if I'm still in that mindset, 
And ma- you know, maybe maybe we should try doing it sober together when I'm not in that mindset or I'm not in that place to see if I'm still <laughs> just as not funny as I am currently. Well, but I, yeah, I just like maybe yeah, we should take a different. poll <laughs> to see how funny we are at this episode. Did and also, we we're hitting some pretty serious topics. I don't know. I feel like we we got deep on this one. Uh, it was still deep and fun. Uh, but I do want to know: Did that listener drop her weights in the gym today, uh, listening to us? So, <laughs> right. well, we we just as amazing. No, I mean sobriety is it can be a very serious topic because there are we. I mean, alcoholism's thing. It's a thing it with is. Latinos. It's a thing in our families. Um, it's I a thing at me. every fiesta. Like that's just it's kind of, it kind of coincides with us culturally at Cinco de Mayo at Dieciséis de Septiembre every quinceanera you've ever been to, every wedding you've ever been to. Um, because Mexican weddings, you don't have an open bar because they're not stupid or rich, <laughs> and so you gotta go to the trunk of your primo's car outside and car the hall, and take shots and then go back into the party right like that's just what happens so yeah it, it's i mean it's a pretty serious topic when you when you start breaking it down um i know it's broken up a lot of relationships and other things within my own family so i see i see the detriment like i see the effects of alcohol and it's socially accepted right so it's this other um the stigma is not as great as it would be for, say, a heroin addiction or a meth addiction or something like that where you're trying to break down these stigmas. No, it's like you go to a family function at 10 o'clock in the morning and somebody pops you a cerveza and it's all good because right. it's the baby's baptism and it's it's a celebration. Like, there, that stigma is not as felt with right. alcohol. Truth. Oh wow! Yeah, those yeah, yeah, all three things that make make me one of my favorite pictures <coughs> that I've used um, as my Facebook profile picture is a picture of me. I've got to be maybe two years old, and I've got someone's Budweiser can, trying to drink it, like looking like I'm drinking drinking it, and I'm pretty sure it was just a family like, haha, look at the kid. Sure. But really, it's like it's been part of my life forever. Oh, as a kid, how many times did you go get your dad a beer or your uncle or uncle, yeah. whatever, like mm-hmm. out of the ice chest? Which one? The red one or the blue one? Like as kids, it's not even a big deal, right? Like we are just trained to do that, which by the way, I, tr- I, I don't, I do not have my daughter do that um, just because I don't know. Now I'm all cognizant of how it couldn't stir up as a human no, no, but same, same. Like, I don't like drinking. If I do drink, and I and I have slipped, there's been occasions where I've, whatever I'm going through in the moment and coping with, then I'll start buying beer more regularly. But typically, I don't drink around the kids. So the weekends mm-hmm. that we don't have the kids or what have you, that's when I'll more likely have a bottle of wine or whatever. Like I said, there's been a couple times, and I know the executive producer is probably going to be listening to this and going, mm, I know. So there's been a couple times where I'm going through something or I'm, um, you know, whatever it is that, yes, I've had alcohol a little bit more often to cope with whatever it is that I'm going through, and so the kids see me drink. But I really, really try in the, in the like, eight years, almost eight years that we've been together, I really, really try to keep it out of their view. 
not because I'm ashamed of it, not anything like that. I just, I just don't want them to grow up thinking that this is how they should be coping, like how I am coping. I want them to have better coping habits than I have. That's interesting. So my parents were, my parents are divorced. They've been divorced since I was in the eighth grade. But prior to that, they were together. They were married for 21 years. I mean, they were together for a very long time. My dad is a drinker. My mom has been drunk one time in her whole entire life. Apparently hated it. And it was like when they went to Juarez as teenagers and she did not want to come back across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious if you know my mom because she's super proper. And she's like straight edge, yo. Super straight, straight edge. Yeah, she doesn't drink. Um, and so I grew up with both examples. Like, it was for the pickings, right? Like, do you want to follow this path or that path? Um, I definitely followed a path of, I like to drink. Um, my sister is a little bit different like she can go either way she she's definitely more conservative with alcohol than I am um but it's interesting that you say that about like the patterns that you set for your children because I wonder what like I don't know that what what that had to do and I'll still drink in front of my mom I mean I drink in front of my mom I don't hide it I don't um pretend like it's not a thing and she, and she also, just because she doesn't drink, she also doesn't shame people for drinking. I mean, that's just her choice, and she's fine with it. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to think about what the kids, what their perception is of it. Because, I mean, our son's 15. I, I don't know what his thoughts on it are. I, now I'm going to ask him, like, so tell me, boy. I don't know. I've never asked. I've, this is always just something that I put on them mm -hmm. that I didn't want them to associate me with. But also, kind of the same thing with your... My father was the same way with, as your mom is or was. His is a was, yours is an is. Um, he, had got, he told us that he had gotten drunk exactly one time in his life. And he did have a beer every once in a while. But seriously, if they bought a six-pack it would languish away in the refrigerator for months. Oh, like yeah. it would take months for it to be consumed. Whereas I would steal my parents' liquor when I was in high school and go <laughs> out with my friends and, and bring the Mad Dog. Like my mom would buy it randomly, Mad Dog 2020, the, ki yeah. the lime, kiwi lime one or whatever. <laughs> and I would steal it and I would take it out with my friends and we would drink. <clears throat> And she knows this now, not just because she's listening, but she knows this now. Um, so, you know, I've, neither of my parents were particular drinkers or anything. And I often joke, like, man, maybe Mario should have had a few more beers and been, like, more chillax. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely didn't, I don't want, in my case, the kids to, because I know how I can get. And I know that if I drink, if I go, there's, like, that, that point of no return where I think I'm having the best time of my life, but I'm also probably a hot fucking mess. Um, wow. And I never want the kids to see me in that space. I'd like to challenge that. Uh, um. You have seen me at my worst. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that never... But I don't remember. I want to do those, it again. Some of those things do not need to be repeated, and thank God there was no video cameras on phones, <gasps> and it wasn't so easily right. yeah. downloadable, accessible, all the things. Um, yeah, so wait... 
So from your perspective, me being so sober, am I less funny or more funny? I think you're still funny. <laughs> Good. But I'm not sober, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Okay. Oh, also, my mom said that I got to um, not cuss as much. Aww. She's like, I have a list of ideas for you, but also, please don't cuss that much. <gasps> Does your mom critique me? No, she loves you. She thinks the world of you. You're hilarious. Me, however, I need. To, I have things that I need to work on. <laughs> Hi, cats, mom. Mama cat. Uh, cat. Oh. Yes. We did a we did a weedy weedy. We did a weedy weedy that was four hours apart, but the love was still all there, and I was sober, and you were mostly soberish. Ish. There's always the ish in there. Everything's not black and white. There's some gray. It's nuanced. <laughs> God. I hate that word. Uh, sometimes I do too. Yeah. Nuanced conversations. Oh, what does that even mean? Uh, uh, but it's our weedy weedy. It is February. I am so excited to have this new episode, not just because we didn't have one in January, but also because I miss the heck out of you. I really do. I miss talking to you. Um, and it's, it's leap year. So it's oh, shut like up, a, really? today's a bonus day. It's not even the 30th. It's the 29th of February because it's a bonus Boom. day. Boom. What oh, are you I doing with your bonus day? Uh, I'm probably currently with a Budweiser right now <laughs> and a lot of lime. Because, you know, citrus, I need to keep away the scurvy. Scurvy is no good for nobody. Nobody needs the scurvies. That's oh. why I like the citrus. I think it also kills the coronavirus if you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard of the coronavirus, I was like, who's doing what to my beer? Somebody said their sales have gone down. Like, Shut legit. up. Yes. No. Get it together, so go people. Corona. No. Stop using A. Stop using Facebook as a news source. B, go buy Corona. <laughs> we don't need your their stock to better. fail, man. That's the right? last thing we need. <laughs> well, that's our February weedy weedy. Um, but this means that even though it's a leap year and we typically do it on the 30th, that means that we only have like a, sh a little extra time but between now and our... I'm trying to math here really well. Between wow. now and our and next you're episode. Sober, Mira. I that's know, that's what happens. It's more time. It's more time, not less time, Kat. Oh, I can't even count sober. Shit. <laughs> oh. No, wait. Is it less time? I don't know. I really am trying to... No, it's more time. It's one day extra. See? And if we had 20... If it was on the 28th, then it, was two, it would be two days extra. If anyone can come math for us, we will pay you the exact salary we pay our executive producer. Oh, that's the third thing. Oh, what? My mom is like, and you need sponsors to pay you for this. <laughs> we don't even have people who listen. <laughs> Much less people. sponsors. No We're working on it. We're working on it. But A if lot you of people are listening. Thank you. We appreciate you. And we do get tons of shout outs. We just sent out stickers to some of our folks. Um, so if you got a sticker, Send us a little picture of where you stuck it so we can see. Give hashtag, us a little hashtag. Watch podcast. podcast. Yes. Yeah. Share the love. Tell the people. We are back. Back. We're back. I know back I shouldn't say that that loud because um, my colleague slash roommate is probably going to come over and punch me. 
um, for being wow, here. Wow, I want if that happens, I'm recording it just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, I'm going to cry because then it would hurt because I'm sober. <laughs> that would be awesome if my five-year-old got up and came and punched me and we recorded that. Uh, that has been our February Weedy Weedy. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. This is the Porcha Podcast. We are all bonus all the time, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bonus. Bonus. Bye.